know there's puddles. It's raining hungry, as it always seems to be these days. This is the Fairy Corner Podcast, back for the Hungarian Grand Prix and the British Touring Cars at Alton Park. I'm joined, as always, by Tom and by Nick. Welcome. Hello. Hello. So after the chaos and madness and the fallout and the appeals and the FIA inquiries and the Red Bull reincarnations uh, or reanimations or whatever you call it, recreations of the Hamilton crash, we end up in Hungary where it's still all kicking off going out in the weekend. Yes. Finally though, we get a line under it on Thursday when Red Bull's right of appeal is rejected and everyone calms down mm. and it's all good again. Apart from Max, who explodes in an interview. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I did not feel sorry for or agree with, because it's his team that has dragged it on so much. Yes. So. And Helmut Marco saying that people's opinions will change when we produce our evidence. Yeah. Mm. But the evidence uh, was that they stuck <laughs> Alex Albon out in a 2019 car on new mm-hmm. 2022 tyres, I believe. And told them to go and recreate the line um, that Hamlet yeah. took, which wasn't new evidence. It was evidence that was created, I think, is the way that the FIA described mm-hmm. it. And I don't think the FIA were very impressed, judging by their statement that was put out. Um, I don't think they were impressed with the new evidence, and I don't think they were impressed by some of the allegations or the wording used by Red Bull. Yes. Oh. I don't know what the wording was, but Mercedes press release I think it was afterwards was quite clear that they were trying to badmouth Hamilton or the team but it didn't say why and then here's Max exploding when someone asked him a half a fair question off the back of that mm. took it out on poor Tom Clarkson who's just he's just doing his job Max he's just doing his job <laughs> although I, halfway through the exp- explosion he did then kind of answer the question he did yeah <laughs> yeah good to answer the question so yeah, it was nice to see it all kind of calm down. And uh, <laughs> yeah, straight into qualifying. So both Williams are out in Q1 for the first time mm-hmm. in quite a while. Uh, I can't really remember last It's going to be a terrible happened. weekend for this team. Yeah, yeah, awful. Yeah. I mean, George Russell thought it would be the best track of the year and it's, oh, it's a disaster so far. Mm. Uh, Mick Schumacher didn't even make qualifying. I think, due nope. due our, I think it was a fairly G crash in practice. Mm-hmm. It's a new thing now where every crash we get to know the G rating. That's <laughs> all, but I'm already over. Like, yeah. yeah like, cars are going fast and they're stopping against the wall. The G rating's going to be quite high for everything. It's not really something to boast about, in my opinion. There you go. No. So, Maz pin out qualifies Schumacher. Well done. Mm-hmm. By not putting on the wall, and uh, Yuki Snowda <laughs> missed out again in Q1. Mm. He was a second behind Gasly. Ouch. Hell of a jump. Yeah, not good. Isn't it? Not good enough. Um, then we go to Q2. By the way, mm-hmm. qualifying's drying, sunny, and hot, and everyone's thinking all oh, the tires are going to be dead tomorrow because it's 62 degrees on track. Mm. <laughs> Which is, I had to explain to my mum because she was watching qualifying with me. Because <laughs> I was down at hers. Uh, the air temperature is not 62 degrees. The people are not dying. Mm. It's, the, it's the tarmac. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, which then gets hotter because cars are going over. Yeah, yeah. So I had to explain that one. 
Q2's uh, big casualty is Carol Sainz, who bins it going in the last corner. Gust of wind, apparently. Yeah, mm. 35 mil an hour gusty wind suddenly came. Which is what he's blaming. Fair enough. I'm not going to argue. I'm going to... No, no. <laughs> <laughs> then you had your Alfa Romeos, as usual, and Lance Stroll and Daniel Ricciardo, as, as almost usual. expected. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> But both uh, Alpines got in the top ten. Yeah, well, they were quick in free practice as well, all the way through, really. And people were writing headlines: it's going to be a strong weekend. And on qualifying alone, that was a good weekend for them. Mm. Especially Ocon, because we've been bashing him of late after his contracts. Yeah. Three bad qualifiers in a row. Now the fourth one turned it around and beat Fernando. Did P eight? He was what, half a ten for Eddie Fernando. Mm-hmm. Gasly managed to put it fifth. Great for him, he was just minutely ahead of Lando Norris. And then Hamlin takes a fairly dominant pole for Verstappen. Yeah. Four tenths. So Was Bottas quickest in FP one and FP two, I think. Oh, dear. Oh that's... sorry, well I think he is. If <laughs> I'm wrong, I'm sorry. FP one, one was of those Verstappen, things... FP two was Bottas, oh. FP three was Hamilton. Right, the I was gonna make a point that was one completely each. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to be fair to Bottas, he beat Max, and yeah, mm. they found some pace. Um, Mercedes, Perez, six tenths back, but didn't get to do his second lap because in the final mm-hmm. stages of qualifying, there was all sorts of shenanigans going on. <laughs> with uh, trying to get the position on the track, Hamilton driving mm. slowly, trying to defend. Uh, did Max make his second lap? I think he did. He just. I feel like Hamilton didn't go quicker in the second lap, is that correct? No, he was like a second and a half off. So I feel like oh. he was distracted with the um, the build-up there. Well, he was doing right about two miles an hour coming out of the pit lane with both Red Bulls yeah. behind. Yeah. Uh, so he was clearly playing a game, though, even though he said he wasn't. Uh, yes. They said that he wasn't? He yeah, said there was he wasn't. no games. It was the same speed as the last outlap he did, allegedly. But it's clearly what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, he's a car in front. If Red Bull were yeah. worried about getting time, uh, overtake him. Yeah. Remember in British touring cars, Rockingham, where Plato and Neil had a fight in the pit lane? That was over <laughs> something similar, right? It was, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Could have so. come to blows there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you're right. Perez didn't, didn't get a time. No, I messed it up. Uh, messed up. Mm. Max was 210 slower than his Q2 time. Bit strange. Yep. Yeah. Still would have been second. Yeah. Still would have been second at best. Everyone had to go in the soft tires to get into Q3 apart from the Mercs. So they were anticipating a big advantage in the race. Mm. Which, yeah, then the puddles came out. Yeah, so it didn't matter anyway. No. Uh, but I think between qualifying and the race, Max had to take a new power unit. He did, yeah. Um, they found a crack. Mm, which I wonder if, if it was from Silverstone because I think it was the same power unit that they kept it was yeah but you'd think they would have caught that during uh, the checks apparently the crack wasn't there mm. uh, pre-quali the stresses of quali allegedly caused the crack to happen oh. but they still say they might be able to save that engine yeah because he's on his third engine of the year um, <laughs> so like, if he takes another one it's a penalty or does he have one more left no if he takes another one, new one it's a penalty 10 places interesting 
Yeah, that's costly already. Yeah. So, start of the race, and yeah, the puddles are out, it's all wet. Intermediate tyres on, I think, everyone, apart from Giovinazzi, who pits on the formation lap for softs. And then, yeah, pinball starts. Yeah. And <laughs> turn one. Uh, Lewis gets a good start, Valtteri gets a terrible start, Doris quickly gets in front of him, as does, I think, Perez and Verstappen. Mm-hmm. Then, Bottas kind of gets, like, scissored from, I think it was, Verstappen and Norris, uh, Norris. getting in front of him. Mm. Like, gets scissored and he, and he backs off to avoid contact. Then he's back on the throttle and then completely misses his braking zone. Runs into the back of Lando, who then runs into Verstappen, and then Bottas hits Perez, yep. and they all end up in the runoff. Gasly has locked up and went wide, just missing the back of Perez, and he has to avoid all that. And then Stroll does this, goes in too quick, cuts to the grass and wipes out Leclerc, and then Ricardo. Ricardo. Yeah. That's it. My God, I was just trying to name half the field there. Well remembered. <laughs> Um, so after all that Bottas is out Leclerc is out Perez is out uh, Lando has no Lando's out Ricardo Lando has, gets back to the pits but then they but retire, then retire the car yep Ricardo has damage and continues and Max mm. has damage and continues yep and I think strolls out strolls, strolls out. out yep and I think that's the start yeah yeah it's madness, chaos, it's, mayhem. Any yeah. other words? <laughs> it's just yeah, clumsy from Bottas, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know what more to say. <laughs> and that Bottas misses breaking as does Stroll, and it wipes out everyone. So Nico right. Rosberg on commentary had his tin hat straight on. Really? <laughs> yes. The quote he said is, "Oh, Bottas has taken out both the Red Bulls." Mm. So, yes, he may have actually done that, but not deliberately, as you're implying. <laughs> no, I don't right. think. Mm. It did remind me of the DTM crash 2015 Red where the Audi team, the very, very top of Audi, gets on the radio to a driver and goes, take them off. And he just <laughs> drives straight into the back of one, which puts the, both end up in the gravel and he carries on. Unprecedented, it seems. Mm. And it was like, oh, this is the same as that except obviously not it's just a, a mistake by the looks of things I mean I don't think there's there's all sorts of conspiracy theories flying around but I, I'm sorry I don't believe them I think oh, it was no. just a mistake if you was trying to do that you couldn't have done it that right. way on purpose <laughs> right 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 right. I yeah, mean it certainly worked out well for Mercedes yeah 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 uh, it worked out well for Ocon and Vettel who decided to keep tight and they turn one and just managed to avoid the stroll incident mm-hmm. so Ocon was really close to that yeah so yeah. Ocon's P2 and Vettel after a crappy start is up to P3 and uh, Alonso got a clip in the rear from stroll after the incident so he was very lucky to have no damage there oh yeah the, the right rear wasn't it yep hit the knackered front wheel of stroll yeah, and Leclerc spins again at turn two, and Ricardo has to avoid him again. So two incidents there. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see where Perez pulled over around the lap, though. I think it was on the run up to turn four, but I'm not sure. Right. 
Yeah, so we've lost what, six cars and took lap one, five cars on lap one. Uh-huh. Which then brings out the red flag. Yep. And by the time we restart, everyone goes out on inters and the track is bone dry by the time they get halfway <laughs> round. And which is a weird one. Just sorry to interrupt there. Like what we had was an, an interesting race, right? Really good. Create chaos, fight backs, strategies, the works. But that incident kind of robbed us of a race where it starts wet and then there's a crossover point where it's dry. Yeah. Which also could have been good. We didn't get that. We just got a dry race in the end. We did, but with one of the most bizarre restarts <laughs> in Formula yep. 1 history. As Hamilton decides not to pit, I still don't understand it. Uh, he goes to the grid and every other driver pits leaving only Hamilton on the grid alone to take the start it was weird yeah but everyone's in taking soft tyres there's a crash in the pit lane between Mazepin and one of the I think it's Reichner Kimi yeah so Kimi got released in the pathway Mazepin and broke his front suspension so we've lost another car there and yeah George Russell cuts up the pit lane and goes into second (laughs) place as the race starts I was a bit bamboozled with the Russell move, but mm. could you could you either of you explain uh, exactly what happened? I've watched the onboard now; and it makes more sense. But at the time, I was like, "What the heck?" Well, because he was the last pit box in the pit lane, in front of him was just a clear area, and all the other cars are lined up to the left of that. And as he said, he doesn't know what the rules are in that situation because you are allowed to overtake in the pit lane. Mm. Um, so he said, "I think his own words were sod it." And he started to drive to the front, and then the lights changed as he was still rolling towards the front. So he then went straight past everyone because yeah. he had momentum, and everyone else I was mean, stopped. You would, wouldn't you? I would. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just told to give the places back, which I thought was very good of the FIA not to suddenly go right. You're out of the race or whatever. I thought it was a mechanical issue at the time because again, we didn't know mm. what was going on. We didn't have the replay and all this, so I thought that's weird. Because then later on, it's carrying on. Uh, but he pulled over, didn't he? Let load of cars back. He pulled back yeah. in uh, in front of Alonso, I think. Yeah, he was, I think, eighth afterwards. Right. But Nicholas Latifi was third. Yeah. Genius. Somehow. Uh, well, yeah. quick pit stops. We mentioned, I think, was it in the last race, Williams had the quickest pit stop, did they? Mm, possibly. And they were usually good on pit stops. Yeah, well, they were quickest for years until Red Bull had this laser mm. thing. Uh, but they're still really good at it, and that surely must help in scenarios like this. Like the, yeah. the one time a year or whatever where it was a big advantage. Uh, uh, at Silverstone, Aston Martin had paid uh, Williams to help them with the pit stops. Really? As oh. part of Williams' Grand Prix engineering. Uh, ah. So, not Aston Martin, sorry, Alfa Romeo. Uh, so, Alfa Romeo oh, really? had Williams guys along trying to help them speed up theirs. That's weird. But if you need money. <laughs> yeah, if you need money. And. Uh, if you need to get the Swiss and Italians off the arse to make the pitstops quicker. <laughs> Fair enough. I just, I, I couldn't understand why Lewis didn't pit the time and Total Wolf is still adamant that they made the right decision and they wouldn't change it. Really? Which I don't get. I mean, Alan mm-hmm. Manish made the point as if he had pitied, they might end up at the back anyway if he had got caught in the queue. Mm-hmm. But sure, if you had the choice of being definitely last by taking the start on your own or being oh, maybe, maybe last. Yeah. yeah. You would take uh, the maybe last because there was one car at the pit anyway that backed everyone up. Yeah. And 
to to Chris Finder double stacking, so he would have mm. easily been fifth or sixth and yeah. behaved if he had been held up. So to say yeah. now it wasn't a mistake, it pretty clearly was. <laughs> yeah, you need to own your mistakes sometimes. Yeah, they That's... were worried about him losing positions, but like you say, he was going to regardless. So. Oh, he might not have done. It might have been the oh, yeah, that's true, pit stop yeah. and yeah. Look, if you look at it the other side, and yeah. another thing that happened in the pit stop as well, which I only realised tonight was, oh well, Alfa Romeo said um, it was a Kimi Raikkonen being released into Mazepin was a technical fault. Um, I mean, the light goes to green, so Raikkonen goes. Yeah. It, I don't know whether or not that's an ultimated thing or a human being pressing a button. Supposed to be a human. Right. So. There's still a person culpable there, I think. And definitely should be by the next race, because that was one of the things they've been trying to change. Right. There which you was go. supposed to come in for this race, but they put it back. Oh, I didn't realise that. It's for Spa now, I believe, to be after the summer break. Right. The The other thing is that Gasly goes when his light's red, just. Then has to prop, because there's an Alf, uh, Jiva that's entering mm-hmm. his area. Then pulls out into into the path of Max Verstappen in the lane so then they're side by side and because he's not fully in the lane he gets stuck behind Mazepin who's broken <laughs> and so, so everyone goes past so that's why Gasly fell back in the pit stop area broken as Lando would have said do it <laughs> <sighs> yeah so chaos at the start Hamilton then pits drops to last whatever position last is at this point I think it's 13 14 so, yeah Four. Since a quarter of the field's already decimated, it's not too bad, really. Yeah, is, it not, is it not a fair team since Mazepin was out? No, Mazepin was the sixth retirement. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. Because I think they had 14 finishes. I'm confused. Yeah, we had 14 finishes. Oh, I know why I'm confused. Because on the race results <laughs> screen on the... Ah, uh, yes. Patel's showing a second still, but he's got disqualified on it, and then the mm-hmm. number and restart. So you're right, he's 14th yeah. at this point. Um, yeah, drops to the back, which means that Ocon's leading with Vettel in second and Nicholas Stephen third, mm-hmm. uh, which is bizarre. Would have got good odds on that. You'd <laughs> no. also would have been completely mad. <laughs> exactly. Ocon and Vettel kind of pull a gap because, well, the volumes are slow and everyone's get stuck mm. behind them. But it doesn't lose positions. No. no. And Russell did that radio message then, didn't he? where he offered to compromise his own race to help Latifi mm. sporting player that yeah I Not thought sure that was really a very anything. big thing to do though to be honest because I think it's one thing for a driver to be told by the team we need you to do this to help the other but to offer to do it before they're asked yeah I, th- I thought that was quite a big thing to do for him would Kimi Raikkonen do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think the words F and off would be coming <laughs> oh yeah Kimi. Uh, no, Kimmy, you will not have the drink. <laughs> <laughs> Max at this point is down at the back, but he's lost half his car, basically. The right yeah. hard board is totally gone. So he's struggling to overtake anyone. Um, he has a with good reason. Yeah. Mm. He has a really, really good fight with Mick Schumacher, though, who, to be fair to him, fights to keep the position. So yeah. side by side, and it turn through turn one, and Max has to run wide. He then goes around outside of two. And there's a bit of contact because they're coming out too, and as Max gets through, but it was really good battle, and it was it was nice to see Schumacher getting a chance to fight for a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
It's sad though that a car with half the aero on it is still quicker than a Haas, but there's not much not much Haas can do about that this year, unfortunately. No. I'm curious where they'll be next year, but yeah, this year they're just making up the numbers. Woeful. Hmm. I think uh, Raikkonen get a 10 second penalty at that point. Yep. Uh, yes, for the unsafe release. Which he what? took in the pit lane. What um, happened to uh, Giovinazzi? He got yeah. a stop go for pit lane speed limit. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, I was going to ask that question as well because I was watching it, the race going, why is Giovinazzi all the way like, like <laughs> not doing anything? As Kimmy said in the radio though, you know, whenever there's a good opportunity, beep, 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 beep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Alpha have got a great knack of making a complete hash of everything. Yeah. 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 It's not good at the minute. No. Heads will roll, I'm sure. Um, I think one of them will be Kimmy's. Given his uh, yeah, massive same. salary. So then, I think we've got Gasly still down at the back and Hamilton yeah. manages to get past him. Verstappen gets stuck behind Ricardo. And then I think Hamilton pits at this point. Mm. Quite mm-hmm. much earlier than everyone else, sticks on the hearts. Um, which Billy Monger was shouting about for a good few laps on the Channel 4 continent so they could under, undercut everyone. But it mm. worked, so. It worked. It got him ahead of both uh, Ricardo and Verstappen. Yep. And then he started hunting down the guys in front to get back to the podium. And a superb drive, I think, from Hamilton. Oh, I'm resigned to say that in this day and age, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm allowed to say it. So tough. <laughs> Thought he did really well. But he he was in the clearly in the quickest car. Good strategies. Teamwork. It was a bit tentative sometimes with some overtakes, but still. Yeah. To push that hard. And make all those moves. <laughs> I've had a massive yawn in the middle there, sorry. <laughs> Let's edit that out, please. He's pushed really hard and he's he's done uh, really well without making a single mistake so he's slightly tentative I think because he knows that Max is having an issue right yeah so to to pull it off and just put the laps in relentlessly even if he gets stuck behind a car for 10 laps he's still after that when he's finally cleared them mm. pushing on he's got to have some resolve to do that yeah and he pulls a hell of a move on uh, Shinoda oh yeah but he's putting a lot of trust in a rookie going around outside of turn four and to be fair it's an order he backs mm. out because um, if, if he had tried to that corner there would have been a hell of a crash yeah because we not saw not. it on board didn't we I think when it was live um, and so you didn't see where Sonoda was you just saw Hamilton on the outside of him and then turning in and I was expecting to see him go to spearing off to the right but yeah he not, had backed out of it yeah not normally a corner you'd overtake around the outside of uh, but certainly we'll be trying that in the F1 2021 game on Colin soon <laughs> it's uh, it's fine. I expect to end up in the wall when you come near me. <laughs> Half the time it's not you; it's just your Wi-Fi dropping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh dear. Oh yeah, uh, that's nothing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Latifi loses a bunch of places, bunch of pit stops, start, mm. and Gasly makes up a a chunk. Um, you don't really see it on track, so I'm assuming that's strategy as well. Mm. Oh, and and Sainz overruled the Ferrari team as well. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was 
coded messages or if it, he actually overruled them because the Ferrari cats came out in the pit lane which I think triggered Sonoda's stop yeah yeah. Uh, but then they stayed out and they were all excited and the Vamos was getting shouted <laughs> so, yeah. so I, was, I wasn't sure if it was like coded messages or if you're right he overruled them and kept them out longer I think it was was genuine but you do never know in this day and age yeah yeah you don't because it, they all know team radios played mm. out everywhere. It was a great call though. Whoever made yeah. it, it was a brilliant call to yeah. go along because he was quick and he, he managed to overcut the, the Alpha Tower. Which is rare. Yeah. Don't normally do that in 2021 mm. Formula 1. No, and then Hamon pits from a second time from fourth, I believe, because he was buying signs at this point and yep. his tyres were just dying allegedly. He had the usual radio call. Huh. My yes. tires are dead, two laps later, my tires are fine. But then mm-hmm. a couple laps later he was in. Which means he's got to try and fight back through. And he does so until he reaches Alonso. And this probably costs him the race at this point. Oh, definitely. Takes about eight laps to get past Alonso. And Fernando's fighting hard to keep him behind as Ocon's still leading the race. Um, he tries to go around the outside at turn two a couple of times and Alonso just shuts the door. Yeah. Uh, same with turn four, he tries to go around the outside and it's just not happening. Do you think Alonso's defence was fair? Oh, definitely. I think there was nothing wrong with any of it. Um, in my notes, I actually was, while it was going on, I wrote the line, this should be a driver training video on defence. <laughs> <laughs> See. What was it the thing earlier this year where we said that's how it was Bottas, wasn't it? Where Kultad says, and that should be shown as how not to defend. So this is the <laughs> yeah. reverse. Yeah, it was brilliant, I thought, because it took the sting out of Hamilton, and it gets much harder if you can't overtake straight away, because then you get yeah. stuck behind. You get the dirty air, you get the warm mm-hmm. tyres. I yeah. think for me, normally when you see a teammate congratulating a or like a race winner or something. And they're attributed with helping them out. It's all a bit mm-hmm. like, oh, really? But yeah. this is this is justified, I think. Oh, yeah. What I loved is, um, after the first opening salvo, Alonso tries up some new stuff. Mm-hmm. So he defends into turn one on a narrow, shallow line, but then keeps that line on the exit of turn one. Because yeah. Hamilton's trying to get the cut back, but Alonso's mm-hmm. still there and parks it right on the apex. Straight out of the Matt Jackson knockhill hairpin defensive playbook. <laughs> yes. Alonso would be very good in British touring cars. It did remind me of some of your defence as well. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's, he's known clean. to do. <laughs> I do love parking it on the apex and then. Yeah. Uh, you can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere. No, it was perfectly done. It was perfect for Alonso. And um, that meant he couldn't even get a run through turn 1A, which is what the kink is called, apparently. Called oh, is it really? Yeah. It's called, there's a corner name for that, a number. Yeah, 1A. Bloody. Well, it's better than Austria calling every kink a corner number, except only <laughs> half of Anyway, we've, we've been through that. <laughs> <laughs> so I really enjoyed it, and it was really good, and it was uh, something to jump off your seat towards the end of the race mm. as well. Right? It wasn't a straightforward Hamilton cut through. I mean, this this and Monaco are probably the only tracks you probably could defend for a bit. Yeah. Uh, which is a good thing. Because you need, you need, you don't see defence really in Formula One these days. You see DRS overtakes on a straight, yeah. six miles long. 
Only Pierre Gasly fights back and uh, Azerbaijan, and that's because he didn't have DRS in that scenario. So it was, you know, they could fight a bit more. Uh, mm. I'm not going down that route again. It was good. <laughs> no. it was good. Uh, so he finally gets past. Then he quickly gets past Signs, and he's hunting down Ocon and Vettel. Ends up finishing third, but he's only 2.7 seconds behind Ocon. So it shows you how valuable that one's defence was. Yeah. Uh, we've not talked about Ocon and Vettel, to be honest. Uh, they're pretty much Alina Stern, the full race. Uh, Vettel goes for the undercut, which looks like he's about to do, but he has a slightly slow stop. I think it was a second slower than Ocon's was. Had an incredible outlap, uh, but just came once Ocon picked, was just behind him. So if he had had a perfect pit stop, mm-hmm. he'd, have, he'd have won this race, or he'd be, at least been in the lead at that point. It was so yeah. close, so close when the came, Ocon came out of the pits. That is a race-defining moment. Mm-hmm. And also another race-defining moment was when they were trying to lap, lap. I think it was Giovinazzi. Ocon ran wide a bit and Vettel had a sniff. That, but still, I think it was Schumacher. Or was it Schumacher? I think so. Thanks, thanks. But to have the determination and focus to lead the race all the way through with someone's within... Yeah. Like DRS zone for the majority of the race, while it doesn't mean that we're talking about it a lot because all the action was happening mm. further behind and we didn't see it much on the TV. That's still uh, a classy drive. Oh yeah, well deserved victory. I like the fact they asked him if he felt pressure trying to hold back Vettel for the win, and he said it was less pressure than I normally have because I only had to look behind me, whereas normally I have to worry about cars in front and behind. <laughs> True, the midfield scraps must be quite yeah. difficult. Yeah. So it was a good way of looking at it, I thought. Yeah, yeah he drove a brilliant race to mm. keep Vettel behind because Aston Martin just looked quicker. Mm. Yeah. Um, but you can never make the pass stick. Did you either of you see the Canal Plus uh, commentary <laughs> of the no. no. The French TV channel. Ah. <laughs> I pronounced it in a plus very over the <laughs> French way there, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, they're going mental. It's always a good if you're a social media manager, get the foreign language commentary. Yeah. It sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but they did go you, mental. you see after Silverstone, I think everyone did a foreign language compilation of the Hamilton Verstappen crash. Oh, I did <laughs> no, not see that. I didn't see that. Yeah, I think it was on Instagram. They put like all like twenty five languages, like <laughs> one after the other, as oh, over replays cool. of the incident, which I thought was quite uh, was quite good. Like, I didn't understand any of it. But it's great <laughs> to hear all yeah. different different people going mad. Well, Vettel finishes second. He does. Verstappen managed to get past Ricardo. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get past Russell. And then, yeah, Vettel finishes second. The podium's over. I think, does he park his car? Does yeah. he park his car in the wrong place or does he park his car early? It's early, isn't it? Well, there was two, wasn't it? Ocon missed going into the pits and went, drove round for another lap almost but he stopped at the exit of the pits yeah mm-hmm. um, Vettel was told to stop I think on the entry to the pits because they knew he was tight on fuel hmm turns out it was very tight on fuel yeah so you have to have one litre of fuel available at all points of the weekend for the FIA mm-hmm. to come and take a sample of and he was found to have something like 0.3 of a litre of fuel in his car at that point. 
Well, where it gets confusing is that the team stated there was 1.74 litres in the car because they can measure the amount that was put in the car and they got the FIA fuel flow meter, which can tell them how much was used. Um, but they think, this is all allegedly, they think a lift pump failed and therefore they were unable to extract the fuel that's in the car. This is why there's a... Oh, a so there there. might be enough fuel in there, but they can't get it out. Yes, they're able to get 0.3 of a litre out, but they state there's still 1.44 litres in it. Mm. Ah, so Vettel's disqualified at the moment, but he's mm-hmm. raised the Aston Martin have raised an appeal. Yes, which means they no longer have the car. The car <laughs> was impounded by the FIA, and the team are not allowed to touch it uh, until whatever happens happens, and they have to try and get the fuel out. It's going to be like you know one of those uh, puzzles. You know, it's a clear box yeah. with a maze with a marble in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got to like, tip the box upside down and around to get the marble out. They're going to have to get some sort of rig to put the car on it to time to feed the fuel through, yeah. through the system until they can get it. What, what? were BAR disqualified for in 2005? That was some fuel tank. Oh, that was, was uh, extra secret. fuel tank, wasn't it? Secret, secret fuel, tank. fuel tank. Yeah, it's not the same as that, but just remind me. <laughs> yeah. But also with this one, the um, apparently the teams were tight because of the red flag on time to get to the airport. So the people who should have been trying to get the fuel out had already left the track. Ugh. And so had the members of the team, the Aston Martin team, who would normally deal with the FIA delegates about it. So uh, yeah. Schnaffnauer had to do it himself. He was really? the only one still there. I yeah. can imagine him putting some gloves on. Trying uh, not to that bit. I mean, talking with uh, Joe Bauer, I think it is, and trying to do all the uh, admin side of it. Oh, right. I'm always surprised when you see the... F1 team personnel running for the airport. Like, yeah. Surely, surely you just booking our night in the hotel. Well, yeah, that's apparently Otmar was going on Monday, whereas everyone else was booked to go. Just now. Otmar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. It's to turn the lights off. Mm. Oh, put the poor, covers over. Poor Otmar. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Man. Sainz gets promoted to third, gets his mm-hmm. second podium that he didn't get the actual podium for. Yes. Posted a video of him celebrating in the restaurant. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. Setting set my bottle of bubbly. Yeah. Uh, both Williams then finished in the points and then got promoted. So it was yeah. 8th for ninth. They again got promoted to 7th and 8th. So 10 points for Williams. Mm. That's like a world championship win for them. Unheard of yeah. in recent times, isn't it? Gives him a 7 point lead over Alpha. Wow. That's unassailable. Uh, assuming these points stand, that is. Even if yeah. you don't, it's still a big, oh yeah, comfortable thing. Because Alpha would lose a point if Vettel's reinstated, and Correct. Williams would lose four. I think. I think they had mm. six before. Yeah. Anyway, it's still good for them. Yeah. Did you see George yeah, crying afterwards in all the interviews. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you don't want to see crying, but you, it shows how much he's invested in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, he's had uh, what three years of not crap, not, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. He's been with the team. Watching Kibitza score a point. Ah, oh, that must hurt. Well, he's still had to watch Latifi score more than point, more points than him. <laughs> yeah, but at least they both scored on the same day. Yeah. I'll tell you who, uh, just quickly going back to the fuel scandal, did you see that Vettel did get penalised for wearing a t-shirt? Yeah. Yes, I, th- I believe others were as well. Sainz yeah. and two others, I can't remember. Yeah. That's a weird one. 
So they're all reprimanded for not taking their... So you have to wear a t-shirt or... You're allowed to wear a t-shirt for the We Races 1 taking any gesture, fine. But then you're supposed to take it off for the National Anthem, which is a minute later. Uh-huh. And Vettel didn't. Apparently in the steward room he blamed the fact it started raining, so he forgot. <laughs> but then in the Sky F1 interview afterwards he says they can disqualify me, I'd do it again. And yeah. uh, then they did disqualify him. him for something I feel else. like that was him trying to cover up the fuel issue in a clever, clever way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows that he's in trouble there with that, so yeah. I'll just talk about the t-shirt. Yeah, so he was racing a Rainbow We Races one huh? um, against, I think, some new law in Hungary about the LGBTQ. Yeah. Which I think the German national team were protesting at the Euros as well. Uh-huh. Right. I don't What's know the exact law. Uh, I think he wore some rainbow shoes. He did, yeah. I think he had a rainbow on his helmet as well. Uh-huh. Right. So, yeah. Do you remember, like, few years ago when everyone hated Sebastian Vettel because he was a little... I did until about get... four races ago, I think. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden everyone seems to love Sebastian Vettel. He's, now. he's cleaning up stands, he's representing yeah, communities. I think he's always been entertaining. Um, he's always had a good out-of-the-car view, but he's always or was always whinging when he was at Ferrari and always flying off the track when anyone came near him. <laughs> yeah, and before that, the preferred son of Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, the Paul Moti twenty one fiasco, and the yeah. front wings at Silverstone. All this jazz, number two driver. But that reminds uh, an element of it is I don't think anyone likes winners, unfortunately. Yeah, and I think that's what Hamilton's going through at the minute. No, you're right. Uh, Hamilton was booed after qualifying, and then he was booed again on the podium. Uh, yeah, thought it was a bit harsh on the podium because he looked like he was about to collapse. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. apparently a deliberate strategy, Colin, to make it all about him. That's what I've seen <laughs> on the internet. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, he's done it in the past where he's like, oh, I'm so tired. I've had to put that in. And you can tell he's kind of playing it up. But this one, he looked absolutely gobbed. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, he was properly, like, it looked like he was about to collapse at that mm. point. And I've been in that position before where suddenly everyone gets, like, really bloody and your head spinning mm. it's not nice so I you were say you've been in that position before finishing P3 at the Hungarian <laughs> Grand <Grumpy. laughs> uh, no not quite but uh, yeah he had to go to the, get checked over with the doctor after and uh, he revealed in the post press conference that he's been suffering the long Covid basically mm-hmm. he's, he's not never felt right since he had Covid last year right wow which after a hard race like this and I think he was in he was in a pretty similar state after Silverstone as well. Yeah. So he's obviously, if anything hard, any hard races, he's obviously struggling with. Yeah, and the oh, heat, yeah. presumably. Mm. He's had to push like crazy in those two races. I mean, you do in mm. every race, but when you're coming from behind, there's no like managing the tyres, is there? <laughs> no. no. Which you'd get if you're leading. So after all the disqualifying, dock qualifications, and something else that happened he's, Hamilton's now got an 8 point lead over Verstappen Lando's still third because Lando Bottas Perez Leclerc didn't score uh-huh. oh but Lando didn't score any points so no one's no. finished every race in the points now no no, that's it ruined to be fair it is he there's a lot of teams this weekend that were thinking that should have been us winning that race everybody yeah. everybody will be sitting there going <laughs> thinking that should have been us yeah, uh, it's just unfortunate. Uh, signs is up to six. 
Ocon's now ahead of Alonso in the championship. Vettel stays where he is now, although he was, I think, sitting 10. Mm. Latifi, so six points, Russell on four. Raikkonen goes up to two, and still both Haas on zero. So, in the Haas Williams alpha battle, I know we've probably covered it already, but Haas are <laughs> falling behind. But we mentioned that Alpha only has two points, and that's precarious. Three. Yeah. And look what happened. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, three now. Or yeah. was it three before? <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, it, it was two before. It is yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. I just, the, I don't know where it goes. I just don't understand Alpha at the moment because they just they kind of look decent, and then it just goes wrong, and I don't get it. Get Mick Schumacher in the seat. It, it can't just be the drivers. There must be something else going on. Maybe Vasseur will will have his head on the blocks, which is a shame because I like him. I think he's done a good job, old Fred. Mm. But they might they might pin a blame there. I mean they've got the alpha sponsorship, but interestingly, it's multi year but every year it's under review. So mm. Ah yes. Let's you know, let's see. Let's see what's going on there. So do you think that this has um damaged Bottas's shot at um, keeping the Merc drive? Yep. Uh, hey Russell's testing the Merc, isn't he? Soon. He's yes. testing an old one, I think, in Hungary this week. Yeah, the 18-inch tyre test, I think it is. Yeah. Well, 18-inch wheel test. Yeah. Interesting, I think, that, isn't I think it? it's a 2019 car, I think he's testing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe taking a wee look there. Mm. If you want to put the conspiracy theorist hat back on, he's, uh, he's gained on the lead in both championships by <laughs> by wiping everyone out in turn yeah. one. Uh, if you put your... Sane head on, then yeah, your non delusional head, <laughs> yeah, he had a good qualifying, although he was three tenths off. Lewis. Yeah, he had a good qualifying for him, and then yeah, disaster of a race like, again. Yeah, I think uh, we're all in agreement. Should be George Russell in that seat next year, unless, unless you're Jill Villeneuve who says that Lance Stroll should get the seat next year. <laughs> Gilles Villeneuve. I was going to say, presumably you mean Jacques Villeneuve, but yeah. What did I say? You said Gilles. Oh, Jacques Villeneuve. Apologies. <laughs> oh my God. If, ja- if Gilles Villeneuve yeah. was making that prediction, something's really went wrong. With I was going to say he'd been on the Ouija board again. Who's delusional? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jacques Villeneuve. Apologies. He said Stroll, did he? He said Stroll God. should get it because Hamilton would like it because oh. he won't be challenged. Right. And that uh, Lance Stroll's dad, uh, Stroll. Papa Stroll, Lawrence. Lawrence. <laughs> Papa <laughs> Stroll. <laughs> so Lawrence Stroll is pals with Total Wolf, apparently, and it'll be Lance Stroll in that seat next year. It should be, anyway. Well, we've said this before, but time and time again, never listen to Jacques Villeneuve. <laughs> well, yeah. No. Ever. No. Ever. You're listening mm. to us, rub it on. I tell you, Jacques Villeneuve's worse. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, apparently what? Lance Stroll will be getting a seat, so that's. Oh, you heard it here. For, well, second. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm getting some people. Uh, Alpine is up to fifth, and Ferrari's up to third. Yeah, Aston Martin gut punch for them. Yeah. For now. Unless yeah. Otmar can reach in and boggle around and find more fuel. Yeah. Yeah, because if you look at the table, they're well behind now. They're 20 behind Alpha Tauri, and they are 29 behind Alpine. But 18 yeah. points for second changes. Mm. Well, not the Alpine deficit so much. Well, it changes it by eighteen points, but <laughs> yeah, uh, it 
it's a big difference here. Mm. Yeah, you consider Williams is the next team behind them. Ouch. Mm. Mm. And you'd probably say that Ferrari's probably the favourite for Ford now because they've got two drivers who are performing relatively well, whereas McLaren yeah. has still only got one. Mm. It's going to be close to the end of the year. I think, we bro- I think we said Ferrari at the start of the year. Mm. Let's see if we're correct at the end. Yep, so next up is Spa. And three weeks' time. Probably, so yeah. we're on summer break now? We yes. Are. Okay. It's not got a silly name either. It's rather disappointing. <laughs> uh, I suppose a couple other bits of news out of Williams is that Dan Tictum was released from his reserve and development role yeah. and uh, Jack Aitken is currently in hospital after a crash at oh, 24 yeah. hours of spa I think he's broke his collarbone and a vertebrae yeah. so th- I don't know who the reserve driver will be for the next Roy rest of the Miss season Sarney? Is that what yeah, yeah I guess he would probably step up they have three drivers in their academy and it's Nissani Jamie Chadwick and Jack Aitken. Oh no! Aitken. Come on, Aitken. Be be bold and put Chadwick in there. The problem is that neither Chadwick or Nissani have a super license. Oh, Hulkenberg it is. Exactly my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, was, wasn't he signed as a reserve Aston for Martin. Aston Martin for the year? But surely he could. Yeah. Yeah. His way out that for a week. Because he was, he's been rumoured for the seat next year, which I don't know if that's true he? or not. Yeah, so it's yeah. rumoured flying about that Williams are looking at him. Oh, right, yeah, right, not an Aston Martin seat. No, no. That's a good move for Williams, I think. If they can't, if Bottas ends up at Alpha, for example. Yeah. still think Bottas is going towards Williams. but I'd love to see Hulkenberg back on the track. Because you yeah. never know with the new rules if that car might be... Yeah, exactly. Competitive with the fresh investment, but uh, yeah, poor Jack Aitken. That was a horrific accident. Uh, it could always, it could be worse there. It's always bad there. Every year, a Spa twenty four hours race. There's a huge accident because it's quick GT three cars, and the top of Radion is blind. There's a lot of pack racing. It's like sixty odd cars on the grid. It might even be more than that. So there's <laughs> always someone behind someone, unsighted yeah. when there's a car in the middle of the track. And this was during the daylight hours, but they also, you know, it's pitch black at some point up there. There was a Bentley driver, oh, I forget his name, so apologies for my ignorance. He was severely injured there um, a couple of years ago. Um, there's, there's every year, I don't know, maybe we need to change not the corner profile, but the runoff areas. Yeah. And Dan Tictum, I don't think anyone really likes him, did they? You don't <laughs> want to be cheering going. someone's demise, but at the same time. He said some rather uh, thuggish, short-sighted uh, comments out loud about Latifi, which I don't necessarily disagree with in some respects. But due to that veracity, and if mm. I'm paid by that company... <laughs> yeah, he he's, he came out and said he made those comments after he already knew it was released. So. Mm. You still wouldn't. Um, you still, it's not yeah. professional. No. It's yeah, like being no. sacked from a job and then, I don't know, putting all sorts of rubbish on Facebook. That's one thing he isn't, though, is it? He's professional. Wee. To be fair, him this year he's been he's been pretty good in F two. Oh yeah, I think yeah, he's one of the best drivers a, in F two. He's a he's clearly a talent. He just lets mm. himself down. Everything else around him. God yeah. gave him a mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. He could be out. If, well, he's been through two F one team academies now. He might mm-hmm. win the F two title, which is awkward. 
Yeah, you just who you can't really see who's going to pick him up because Williams had basically told him you're not getting a seat next year at all. Off to IndyCar yeah. for you. Yep. Yeah, that or another season F two and just bide your time there. Yeah, but then but you end up being Vitatonio. Uh, oh no no no, uh, Giorgio Pantano is it? Who who won all the junior formulas but too old and no one ever picked him up and then he just sort of disappeared. That's a deep cut. I'm going to have to check his name. Uh, Back in the former 3000. Didn't he actually drive for Jordan or something? Or have I just made that up? He might have done. Oh, no. You've, I've mentioned a name that's too far back and we actually have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know any of the references that you bring up. So <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you introduce the next segment. I'm going to Google. He drove for the Jordan Formula 1 team for much of the 2004 season. Oh, right. So he did make it to Formula 1 in the end. Yeah, he but, then got replaced by Timo Glock. Oh, well, it didn't do very well. That's unfortunate. But my point there was uh, he won all the junior formula and did really well, but mm-hmm. too late in his career. And if you stick around in them for too long, you're yeah. never going to... Even if you win the title, you're never going to be picked up by the leading team. Davide. Davide. Falsecki. Falsecki. Was mm-hmm. he a similar scenario, was he? Well, he won the F2 or GP2 championship and then that pretty much ended his career. Yeah, that's not good, <laughs> is it? Yeah, I don't think he actually got a drive after that. Still, he's in the F1 game for five seconds. Uh, yes. Which is more than me. Overly excitable commentary, which is always Love fun. It. Yeah. Well, speaking of commentary, I actually quite enjoyed I watched some Channel 4, um, so I actually quite enjoyed Alan McNish. It was good. I thought, I thought it was really good. I don't mind Billy Monger and uh, Alex Jacks either. Together... Yep. I don't think they need three commentators like that. I would be happy with one of them doing like the Ted Kravitz sort of role, but better. But I really enjoyed that commentary. It's where it's at. I've said it before. Yep. There you go. I'm glad yeah. you watched it. Unfortunately, I missed uh, Nico Rosberg. So he's, there's petitions for him to be permanent, so he must have done all right, but I didn't see it on Sky, so I don't know. All I watched was him talking about science's crash and qualifying, and I just thought that's a load of words that don't really mean anything. Mm. He was all right. He didn't do anything wrong. He just was Nico Rosberg. Yeah. That's enough for me not to want him there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty cool. Uh, on the strange commentary then. Ah, uh, there's the segue. Uh, yeah, but it's two in cars back. Um, it always feels like a year between rounds of two in cars at the Yeah, moment. I know, right? I can't remember when the last one was. It about a month ago. Uh, probably something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This feels forever. So British Tune Cars back at Alton Park, and yeah, different commentator alongside Tim Harvey. Yeah, Richard John Neal. Yeah. Who I like. uh, Yes, I do as well. Uh, But he did say some daft stuff this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tim Harvey sounded ill. Was it? Uh, Yeah, Tim Harvey ill. He did in between races as well. Yeah. So that didn't help. No. Qualifying. Um, yeah. We'll go there first because it happened first. Senna <laughs> uh, <laughs> Proctor took pole from uh, Gordon Shedden over a butcher for Dan Robot on fourth. Uh, Turkington only managed ninth with Sutton in ten. Aidan Moffat was twelfth. And. Who oh, was fifteenth? Where, where did Tingham go? Oh, fifteenth. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sam Smell, fifteenth. That's a good result, that. Well, oh. quality was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Engram was oh he was last. He yeah, didn't he, he didn't anything. take part in quality. Well, he did a a lap, Outlap. I think. Yeah. Technical was issues. Turbo was waste pipe. In there? And it was not this round because of COVID, the long COVID. Uh, He's on the quarter. I think he qualified. I think he withdrew. Yeah. yeah. Qualified 28. Yeah, because he was like two and a half seconds off the lead or something like that. Yeah, crucially, one second behind the person in front, yeah. which is a big gap. Um, so clearly not not feeling up to snuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like a bad qualifying from Plato, but my understanding was there was some issue, technical issue there. He dropped fluid uh, down at one point in the session. Jake Hill had a massive moment down Cascades and held on to it. And I, I believe it was Plato's uh, fluid of some description. His tears. His te- tears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I did. didn't see. Yeah. And qualified by Dan White. Yeah, but uh, like I say, I think there were some issues there. Mm. I see quite a lot of Dan White this weekend. Well, he had the onboard camera, didn't he? So yeah. The whenever nothing was going camera. on, let's cut to Dan Lloyd. <laughs> uh, they missed so a trick there, based... by the way. Sorry, really quick. And that was bad timing. <laughs> if it was in America, you'd have the onboard camera. You'd get the gaffer tape out and you'd stick on some sponsors in front of the camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was just a black dashboard. So it went to Dan Lloyd, but he got ze- all the time, but zero exposure for his sponsor. Yeah. You know, sorry out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, race one, uh, Proctor gets a pretty poor start and both ruined it. The Halford's Hondas get past them. Now then, do you want to say the full team name of the Hondas? Uh, No. No, because you'll need me to Google it to find out. I think it's Halford's Racing with Cataclean. Yes, Cataclean's in there somewhere. But Richard John Neal said, oh, it's great for the two works Hondas. I I noticed that, yeah. uh, (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, I had to stop myself there from saying works Hondas because he said that and I went, no, that's not doing us right anymore. Yeah. But uh, I think Shedden was in the lead at this point. Yeah. He managed to take the lead. Robottom uh, got a better start than Shedden. Oh, yeah. But Shedden sort of blocked start. it off. Yeah, Robottom smashed it in the first start. And Senna got a bad start, but almost pushed uh, Butcher into the wall. Mm. Like, I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. in 2000 when Rydell ended up in the wall. Was it one of his Ford teammates? <laughs> 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 off uh, the start line there? I do, yeah. Yeah, it was teammate on teammate. This wasn't, but. It, it mm. looked very similar to that. I was like, oh, he's going to end up in the wall. But it didn't. Nice contemporary reference for you there, Colin. Yeah, thanks. Only 21, 21 years, years ago. ago. Oh, my yeah, God, 2000 yeah. was 21 years ago. Yeah, I don't know. Don't. Uh, I don't know if you guys seen the picture of Fred Durst from Wet Biscuit that was going about I, I, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I did, yeah. Oh, that made me so sad. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was my childhood. I looked at <laughs> it like loads, and, and oh. I still... Can't see it as Fred Durst. It just doesn't look no. like him at all. <laughs> no, like surely God, he's it's not that old. He doesn't need to look like that. Like, no, he could, he could still he look young if he to. chose. <laughs> chose to look seventy. Oh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> turn cars. Yeah, oh yeah, are sorry. Where are we? There's a race start, and they go down to Cascades, and Turkington and Sutton go off. Yeah, big Which, one. Oh. Oh. It's Andy. Collins kind of weekend really you don't really see him much I think we see him a yeah. bit in race two but then not much else there was a bit of contact there wasn't there and I think it was um, with Moffat Moffat and I also put possibly Hill 
may have it was three wide something I think. to do with it but yeah, yeah. i couldn't uh, see the, exactly what happened because the three infinities are basically indistinguishable the commentary didn't mm-hmm. quite pick up that it was certain as well that both yeah. championship like well prior championship contenders this issue of checkers mm-hmm. is not quite in it at the minute yeah. uh, both had their races ruined and uh, sand smelt oh and yeah of course <laughs> yeah well spotted i did see that and thought oh Nick's going to be happy about some TV time for Sam Smelt. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, the next thing I've got is the. There's a huge crash. Huge crash. So. Caused by? Jason Platos <laughs> tries to go up the inside. I think it was at the final corner on. Yeah. Tom Olfant. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's a, there is a gap. There is a gap, yeah. He does go up the inside, but he, he clips the rear end of the elephant. I don't think I would spins. have dished out a penalty for that, really. I'm not, no. It's, it's a tough one. I don't think he got a penalty, did he? No, he didn't. No. 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 I mean, there was space. He is, he is up. He's fully Just. alongside. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's marginal. I, I just think it was very optimistic, and Oliphant okay. wasn't really expecting it, because he could have just stayed tiny bit wide and it'd have been fine but mm. rear wheel drive that was the end of it did yep. you hear Oliphant's interview afterwards I did he was not a happy chappy <laughs> he was not happy uh, the driver on the grid with the most experience and one I used to look up to decides to forget all sense yeah <laughs> love it yeah it's quite polite all things considered it was it, it, it is also, just his face at that point as well, as he was giving that yeah. quote, was just <laughs> completely deadpan as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so often spins and then rolls backwards or forwards, whatever way, brings mm-hmm. backwards across the track, which then Smiley collects Big hit. the corner off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rear of the BMW just disintegrates at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Then about five or six cars managed to avoid it, and... Uh, there, round comes their favourite son of a rock god, <laughs> <laughs> Rick Parfit, round the corner, and uh, yeah, he's he just takes the middle of the track line and goes uh-huh. straight into the side of the BMW, which seemed a hefty hit. But he did he did yeah. slam on the brakes, but it was still a fairly chunky hit. I think part of the problem was that he did slam on the brakes. Um, yeah, yeah, and so he had no steering. Yeah, but. Whereas everyone else kind of ducked around. Yeah. He clearly he saw it late, but I don't think it was he was that unsighted. I think he was probably concentrating on all the cars around him. I agree. Mm. There's a gap in front of Parfit. So mm. he's not behind a car, Yeah. first of all. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are double-waved yellows, in my opinion, at that point. And I'm not a racing driver, so what do I know? He's, he's, he's inexperienced in this mm-hmm. level and this sort of car. It's just what frustrates me a little bit is there's been a few incidents at Thruxton. Yeah. Did he smash into Baldley, which then ruined. Oh, no, I'm, I think, getting confused with incidents. But at the chicane, anyway, smashed into someone uh, with yeah. a clumsy move. He had that weird outbreaking at Brands Hatch. Yeah. Which is Hamilton. <laughs> into somehow, yeah. There's been a few other things. And it's just a consistent theme now where he's just yeah. not quite in control with the vehicle. I mean, he'll get there, I think. I hope. Uh, but you could feel that resignation in Tim Harvey's commentary of like, oh, that's not a good look. I mean, what was yeah. that our friend Keeb was saying something like, it basically said it was his fault without saying his fault in, in uh, every possible he way. He pretty much did say it was his fault in the commentary. 
Yeah, but he reneged on that in the post-race bit, which is he a bit did, like, but was still mm. saying in that. Yeah, that, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. We don't know what he saw, but yeah, I expect better. Basically, was what he was saying. Yeah, it's a, it's a like history between Tim Harvey and Mike Parfit. I, I mean, have no idea. He no really idea. didn't like him, and <laughs> like today, I think he's just disappointed in him. Yeah, yeah, or he More just doesn't it. like status quo. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be fair, we don't know what the onboard was and how much he saw and didn't saw, but it uh-huh. did look, yeah. when everyone else was avoiding it, it looks a little bit clumsy. Yeah. Yeah, it was just um, over the brow of the hill, but I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, where it, it was, tricky. it wasn't like you have to go over the hill mm. to see it. But yeah, yeah, unfortunate. So that brings out the red flag. It does. Mm. But I'm glad Oliphant was okay because it was a big hit in his driver's oh, door. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he said he didn't even really feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Nick Hamilton didn't start this race because uh, just before the start they had a fuel pipe issue, which meant yeah. having to change the whole fuel system. Just going to put that one in there. Don't oh, know that really helps that the discussion. Well, the red flag. There was um, several drivers that had penalties. Oh, that was confusing again. Now this was for out of position on the grid, was it? Um, yes, it was. I think there was three people got penalties. Cook was um, one of them. Cook, Jackson, and Sam Smell. Um, all got five second penalties. Yeah, and in and in didn't oh was it Lloyd who got one in the second race or third race as well? I think so. Yeah. But, um, so there's something about Alton Park. If there's so many people doing it, yeah, need to change somehow how the grid markings are done or something. I don't know. But I did like the fact that on the um, timing screen it did have a exclamation mark, it and did. also it came up on the bottom right of the screen that there were penalties, so it was quite clear what was going on. Well, they listened to our earlier podcasts. Mm. That's good. <laughs> but well, then, the um, what I wasn't sure of is when we had the restart, um, what happened to these penalties? But it looks as if they were actually applied and they were put back grid positions. Oh, that's a good shout because I did not realise that at all. Um, the only reason I thought that is because Josh Cook was 12th. Um, ah. But he restarted the race much further back and so did the other two. He did completely disappear then. Right yeah. at the back did Cook. So that's the only reason I can think of that they had their five second oh, penalties that applied. That's harsh. Hmm. Not sure I'm down with that. No, because I wasn't sure how that would work. You should just have it at the end of the race, surely. Yeah. But does a red flag constitute splitting a racing half, in a way? I don't know. Yeah, it must do, but that's like weird. You end Definitely one race weird. and start another one. To me, it's like they've not thought... I mean, that's the rule, so they've got to apply it, but they've almost not mm. thought about these... Out of position penalties properly or something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's just like oh, I noticed. I wasn't too sure. Well, was it, if anyone is listening, with the hell to get everyone right. Yeah. Because mm. the, uh, the few race of us like mechanics had to hold a car in place at one point. Yeah. So it wouldn't roll down right down the hill. That was Sutton. I think that was actually on the restart. Yeah. I mean, if it's that steep hill and the car won't hold without yeah. driving <laughs> on it, then. What chance have they got of being in the right position? Tim Harvey, I think it was, was saying he could have just put his foot on the brake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Brave 3 start. Robo. No. Yellow card. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> that's a warning. <laughs> Dan, Dan Robo takes the lead off the shed and off the start. Another great start. Six mm. lap sprint. And manages to hold them. Uh, just. Morgan gets... Go away well as well. Got up to third. Yeah. 
Another bad start for Senna Proctor, I think, at this point. Yeah, he did. He'd made progress game. before the red flag and then fell back down again. Mm-hmm. Mm. was makes decent progress, though, to finish seven. Yeah, really good. Despite yeah. the incident. Um, yeah. Towards the end, we talked about Alonso using the Matt Jackson defensive move. Uh, Butcher <laughs> was using that against uh, a whole gaggle of cars behind him. It was a trolley train. Yeah. <laughs> Butcher's either falling backwards defensively or winning a race. It's really weird. Yeah. There needs to be like this middle ground with a setup. I don't think they're quite there yet. Uh, but but Shed and Robot were going for it. Mm. Yeah. Um, now. Can you give me a reference of what it reminded you of there, Colin? Because it's commentary, certainly, and the, mm. the Louise Goodwin was mentioned in this incident. Oh, was it the M2 a couple of years ago? Yeah. When you say a couple, when it was went... 10. <laughs> was it? It was a long time ago. I'm thinking of Matt Neal and Shedden when Neal went for the dive on his teammate in the last corner and took them both out into the gravel. Yeah. Oh. And Plato won, but then Plato got really annoyed and still was angry about it. <laughs> and had the one of the most angry interviews ever. It's weird. So they kept mentioning this in, in the in the footage. Uh, so did uh, Shedden as well. well. Shedden mentioned it. He did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's a classic clip, Colin. We'll have to resend it to you. Oh, wow. You know what my memory's like. But basically, it's a Honda <laughs> one two, and then Neil goes for a dive on the last corner, last lap, and it ends up with yes, Neil retiring and Shedden finishing like fifth. Yeah. And uh, Shedden was having a dive, but Robot, you know, turned in still and pushed him wide on the straight so I'm really yeah, glad that good, they were fighting for it yeah because at one point I did th- wonder whether the team would say to let Shedden through because he's the more likely to challenge for the championship Me too. But at the same time Robottom's ahead in the championship yeah and then I saw the massive cataclysm mm. sign on the car and I thought yes <laughs> there's no team orders in this in this particular setup yeah I, that's good to I see probably, they probably thought on the run up to the season that this scenario wouldn't happen it might it, you know or maybe I'm Making them sound more ignorant than they are, but well, yeah, Robot may even say that he didn't think the criticism was warranted, and he's glad to show people wrong. Mm. Yep, um, we definitely did. This oh, weekend. that is horrendous! <laughs> I'm just I, watching I know what that, that Neil said, and that is that that is nowhere near happening. <laughs> <laughs> what is the old one. man thinking? And when you watch, when we're watching it live, you could hear oh. Neil swearing on the in car. Yeah, which made it ten times better. <laughs> oh dear, his head in his hands. Yeah. Oh, you should after this podcast look hunt down the Plato interview afterwards. It's brilliant. Uh, the only other thing I want to say about this is I think the Moffat's actually starting to bring a bit of form. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. We've said that actually in the last couple of rounds, I think. And uh, well, all three Infinities were were very quick this weekend because Baldy mm. was career best P11 in race one, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it was it was there fighting, not giving an inch. Which is a more pleasing sign than the result, probably. Yeah. But that was that was it for a truncated race one. Yeah, although Sutton managed to get um, a couple of points as well, which I oh, thought yeah. could be quite valuable. Well, yeah, as, as the rest of the weekend happened, mm. yeah, definitely. Fastest lap went to Shedden. <laughs> I thought it actually went to Robotham on the last lap. I'm looking at the BTCC website. Ooh. Oh, well, that's not right. Oh, yeah, you're correct. Um, <laughs> so the, it's supposedly fastest lap in bold. The bold, the wrong time. <laughs> Got a habit in us. Yeah. So Robot is the quickest. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, and Sam Smelt finished 23rd. <laughs> Sam, Sam Smelt watch. I wonder if he ever finds us and he's going to go off his nut. So I don't have anything against Sam Smelt. It's you, it's you that's picked up on this. <laughs> yeah. It's just Dutch people you don't like. <laughs> but it was originally because I just didn't think he was quite good enough and then I thought maybe he wasn't getting the sport from the team because they're not used to running two cars and now I just kind of want him to do well <laughs> come on Sam yeah. here we go Sam yeah. right race two yeah. race two uh, decent start for the two Hondas but then Rory Butcher aggressively gets past them and to the hairpin he kind of bumps Robottom who then runs into Shedden and I think Shedden ends up dropping down to fourth at that point Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But Butcher takes the lead and then kind of controls the race from there. Yeah, I don't really, I don't remember him ever being under pressure from the bottom again. There's some madness going on uh, on the first lap, which isn't properly seen on the replay. Um, actually, yeah, it's into his laps, which then leads into Nickerbrook, where it's Shedden in the middle, and is it Morgan on his right and Jelly on his left? I think so. And just as they're about to enter three wide into the chicane, where you can only fit one car, it cuts to Dan Lloyd's on board. Was it Dan Lloyd's on board? <laughs> Well, I was like, oh, <laughs> brilliant. This is a Stroll Monaco incident uh, with the cut. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes back, they've all lost positions apart from uh, Morgan. But you sort of see it later on because they reshow Butcher taking the lead into the. Yeah, and uh, someone went over behind. the grass. Jelly went across the grass. Yeah. yeah. So that's what happened there. Uh, didn't Ingram have to pit on this race? Or was that race one? Uh, I thought it was race three. Oh, was it? Sorry, right. Carry on then. I think it was race three because uh, they thought he'd been shot for a win. Right. Yep. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, this might be the one where Ingram's making good progress. But yeah, there's just uh, all that shuffling going on at the start, which is quite interesting. We forgot to mention Adam Morgan P3 in race one, which is a fly under the radar, wonderful result for him. Yeah. And elbows out at the start of this race shows that it's he's he's getting there with the BMW, I think. But and anyway, after that madness, I just wrote down here madness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so there's a crash between. Oh, God, who's between? Sam Osborne? Oh, uh, that might be. No, uh, that's a bit later on. That's later on. Yeah, it's Jack Goff. Cook, Gock, and Gock. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Goff. Uh, there's then a Ford of Holly Jackson, I think. Yeah, and Josh Cook. Mm-hmm. And Josh Cook. So it looks like Cook maybe catches the back of Jackson mm-hmm. as they're coming to the hill. Yeah. Jackson then spins and hits Goff and well Jackson's out I think Goff gets going again but yeah. then retires you keep really saying Gok like I do yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah bit of a shame yeah uh, bit but, scrappy bit messy yeah it's not really shown clearly on TV no but no. Uh, it, looks, it does look like that Cook does touch the back of Jackson and send them off Jackson loses it I think as well on the curb on the grass a bit Spears mm, right across, yeah. and after that, the the field is bunched down into the hairpin. Plato basically pushes off Osborne, in my opinion. Um, and then a lap late, or one or two laps later, down at the uh, island hairpin again, Osborne drills the back of Plato. As Plato goes sideways, he's there's contact with Cook, which is quite heavy, mm-hmm. and oh, Turkington sneaks through on the inside. Yeah, well, and Cook retires. Yeah, was that the one where? Oh, is it Osborne tags yeah. it back to Plato? Yeah, and just drills it. Tuckington tags it back of Cook. Cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it all ends in tears. Yep. 
Well, for Cook, anyway, I think. Well, yeah. I think from right, Plato keeps going. But he he's got does, but he's mm. way back. He's way, way back. They lost all the momentum from. I mean, the the start of the race, Plato. We we said he did good progress in race one to P seven, but then at the, in within the first lap, I think he went from P seven to P fifteen at the start of this race. Yeah. Which then put him back in this in Broglio. So then, that's his race effectively ruined. <laughs> what, what was that? In that word? What? I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that the, the surname of the uh, singer who did Torn? Oh, probably. <laughs> Natalie Imbruglia. Imbruglia. Oh, she reminds me of Creme Brulee. That. Oh, right, okay. Anyway, back to British Tony Cow. Uh, I have nothing else to say about that race. So got... uh, just that Sutton laid up a lot of praises to get eighth. I said praises, I know, but you know all that. <laughs> We've oh, all yeah, lost it. Yeah. And Tangram got 10. Uh, yes, and fastest lap. Oh, you said Tingram. That's another yellow card. Oh, that is actually, yeah. <laughs> it's deliberate. <laughs> and where did Sam... As long as you didn't say Mingram and Dingram, it's fine. <laughs> uh, P19 for Sam. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, come on, Nick. That was... Where is he? Get it with oh, it. I've got it. I just wanted to see if you guys had it. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, poor Sam. Drop back in that one. Um, there's a on the final lap Sutton tries to go around it he tries it for a few laps but uh, the final five laps Jelly does an Aidan Moffat and drives around the inside of the track defending yeah. Sutton which helps Turkington out a huge amount um, and Sutton does kind of make it around the outside of um, the first part of the chicane but I think through Nickerbrook Jelly must give him a biff and I think Sutton went backwards a bit then there's all a bit of shenanigans as they're going across across, mm. across the line towards the end of the lap. Um, and speaking of yellow cards, uh, Richard John Neal said, Rory Butcher has won and there'll be a roar inside the car too. <laughs> That's like a crofty line. <laughs> yeah, very, very, uh, very crofty that. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was it, I think, for that race. The only race with no red flag. True. Probably. The minis yeah. and Jeanettes were having fun as well, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Adam Morgan, didn't you? I did for race one. What did he do in race two? He came third. Yeah, more ah. of the same. Yeah. Was that two two podiums on the bounce, which is good considering mm -hmm. ballast? Yeah, well done. Yeah. And Jake Kill got up to four. Mm-hmm. Which, to be honest, you didn't really see him on TV. No, it was just, well, I didn't really do came. much, but he was there yeah. in a good way. Yeah. Then, uh Oh, then race three happens, <laughs> and uh, there's definitely a red flag in this one. Pretty sure. Yep. So number nine corner names. Yeah. So Senna Proctor yep. is on pole yep. beside Ash Sutton, yep. I believe. And everybody's like, "Here we go, Sutton victory." Yeah, Sutton win, and I think Ingram's in a decent position, but as you said, he has to pit. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, so for the first race start. Sam Osborne gets pushed out wide on the run down the hill yeah. onto the grass he then spins across the track Plato hits Edwards Osborne gets hit by a Hyundai Butel I think Butel. Jack Butel yeah. Nick Hamilton then hits his teammate and pretty badly Jack Mitchell in yeah, the car that was then, rebuilt from Green Geddes accident mm -hmm. and then Rick Parfit goes off Ollie Jackson goes off yeah, it's a bunch of cars scattered over the gravel, and I think there's what, four cars out at that point. Mm -hmm. 
Osborne, Butel, mm. Mitchell, and Hamilton. Uh, everyone else gets going again. Another red flag. Yeah. Yeah, it's another one you don't really see on TV, but it looks like Osborne gets pushed out wide by Smiley. It does, and Smiley's mm. got uh, points. Two points, I think. Yeah, on his license for that. Because you can't fully see it, but in my opinion, the, there's one angle where you can see it. The, there's a slight rub. Oh, yeah. There's no one to the right of Smiley, and Smiley then continues that slight rub all the way down the straight. Yeah, it was a bit so like, like the, multiple, um, multiple Plato ones. contact coming out of Druids with someone. Uh, Brant Hatch. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, Moffat. Yeah, where they just sort of kept going back at them. <laughs> Reminded me of that. Not as severe, but like that. Yeah, four more reprimand and two penalty points. Uh, Proctor got an unfair advantage during the incident with Ollie Jackson in race one, which must have been down at the hairpin. I think. Anyway. I think so. Yeah. But Butcher did a very similar movement against them. Anyway, so a red yeah. flag. Proctor was quite aggressive a couple of times at the beginning. I think mm-hmm. he did bump him. Yeah. Down there. Uh, so, yeah, we got a free three start. With On Boyd with Dan Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> Another commentary <laughs> classic this weekend. Yeah. Oh, dear. <sighs> yeah, so we restart before cards missing. Sutton doesn't get as good a start this time. And uh, it kind of goes really wide on the entry to try and it, cut around it. It tees it up, Proctor. doesn't it? Mm. And then, it, well, it's a Hamilton Verstappen type. It yes. is. It is. It is. It is. Pro- Proctor's taking his line through the corner. Sutton comes tight as Proctor's running out to the outside the corner, clips his back in and spins him. Manages to keep going, but then down the hill, it looks like Sam As Osborne nudges Carl Bordley, who yep. then uh-huh. takes out Sutton, and that's. I think he breaks his suspension yeah. at that point. Yeah, it's a shocker because the commentators were pretty much putting him bang on for a while. Yeah. yeah. And if it wasn't going to be him, it was going to be Ingram. Yeah. <laughs> Which didn't happen. And then Ingram was in the pits at this point. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Sorry, I got that completely wrong. Either. I don't know. Would you put a blame on anyone for that spin? I think it was a miracle that no one hit him. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those ones where Proctor's running to the outside. And it's, it's touring cars, so that always happens yeah. there. Um, and it's just kind of unfortunate the way he hits the back wheel of Sutton because it spins him rather than just nudge him out. Mm. So it's one of those. Well, like, when, I, no I actually, really find, when I first watched I really it, I was convinced that Proctor was going to lose that result. Correct. Mm. But I don't know. I still think he should have been penalised, but. I think there should have been a warning or something. Or something. Yeah. It's just the fact that it was on the back wheel. But I do yeah. mm. I do accept that they were just converging. It wasn't a deliberate move. Yeah. Sutton has more space of the of that fake curb mm-hmm. that he could have used but didn't. Yeah. But he probably didn't because they were monitoring track limits there. Mm. Uh, for instance, in race one, before the red flag, Shedden yeah. even got a black and uh, white flag for... Yeah, after about five laps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which must have been he was using it every lap. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I can see, yeah, it's just a tricky one. Because the first start, they're kind of side by side, mm-hmm. where I think Proctor's just ahead and Ash gets nudges out wide. And it's like Proctor's driving this exact same line as he did the first start, but Sutton's taking a really wide entry, mm. so he's just ahead. And, uh, yeah, it just, to me, it's just an unfortunate one. Yeah. 
And then it was pretty quiet until another red flag, really. Yeah. Yeah. Props are held on uh, for the win. And then, yeah, big crash towards the end, which takes out uh, Rory Butcher, who was having another good race. Yeah. So I think was it, it was Carl Bordley, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah, yeah. Brake failure. Brake, brakes failed. Yep. So he cut to the right to try and avoid everyone, I think, took to the grass, yep. missed the car in front of him, but then uh, wiped the back of Rory Butcher out. Which brought the red flag and ended the race after only eight laps. Couldn't quite you couldn't really see it from an onboard shot, right? Was it Oliphant's on board Yeah, it's not really clear, was it? Yeah. You sort of blinded with um mm. later, but um you it's clear that it's no contact from Plato. Sorry, brain decided to stop working there. Yeah. And uh but yeah, big big accident. I think mm. it's kinda of masked how Hyvie Butcher hits the barriers. Yeah. But I think it's another lengthy repair job for Speedworks, unfortunately. Which is fine because it's rather that than a repair job on a person, right? So I'm glad they're both okay. And Butcher afterwards seemed really annoyed about it, but at the same time was clearly, well, he had no brakes, nothing could be done. But it's like he kept looking like he really wanted to have a go in. I know, yeah. Because yeah. part, maybe part of him thinks he didn't believe him. Maybe the underneath precedent of yeah. the throttle stuck up and oh, God, yeah. <laughs> is in everybody's mind. <laughs> yeah. He did. Uh, he did in his interview though. Managed to remember to plug Knock Hill. Yes. Oh, he did. And uh, gave people to buy tickets. Uh, well, it's a full house. Being... Yeah. Full house, Colin. I know. We're allowed people at things now. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, so yeah, I don't know what a full house is at Knock Hill. Uh, Twelve, twenty thousand. <laughs> like just going to say twelve forty. I to forty. It's quite a few, I should think, isn't it? Yes. It's not a big place, but there's. Pre-COVID places to watch, isn't it? Pre-COVID, the average attendance for British Tyco race was about thirty-five thousand. Mm. Mm. So it's in it's in a thirty to forty region, probably. Yeah, I mean, I've only been once before, and it was well, yeah, it was time good. we met, and it was pretty busy. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. I do have earplugs this time in case the Porsches are there. <laughs> that one was <laughs> that was definitely last time uh, where we were standing. We were standing must have been an upshift point. And, oh been. my god. Because they're normally and, quite yeah. quiet. Oh, they weren't then. And I've got myself two camping chairs mm-hmm. just in case. <laughs> the minis are quite loud. On top of it. But I don't think they do not kill the minis. <laughs> no, no, they're probably another sport championship. But was uh, it, no, the Clio's never used to do not kill. I don't know if the minis yeah. were. They have like these other feeder mini series that mm. sometimes appear up there. So, well, I don't know what the lineup is. But anyway, it's good. I'm glad. Uh, crowds are back at Scotland mm. because it's a good atmosphere at Knock Hill. Yep, Although so less good now without the Rob Austin fan club going mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so two weeks' time, Knock Hill, which, yeah, we're really excited for. Hopefully it's dry, sunny. Yeah. Are you going? Yes. Oh, yeah. nice. I'm going. Uh, yeah, first, first touring car in about five years. Wow. That was. Me and so. Nick letting the side down here because you've been to Formula One and a big yeah. touring car. We've been doing nothing. I know. I'm still thinking about Brian Hatch at the end of the year as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll just you mentioned minis there. There was I, I saw one big crash in the minis. Apparently there was two. I there was two. One, yeah. Oh, one boy goes flying into the barrier, rolls the car, but he gets out within about like five seconds. Yeah. And just walks away. Fine. He went off at the same. Well, not the same. He went off in a similar way to how Osborne went off, 
but a bit earlier on and ended up just constantly bouncing down on the outside of there and then hit the barrier and then rolled it mm. and yeah they cut away and then cut back and he's already <laughs> on the other side of the barrier chatting to a master that's good yeah but it wasn't wasn't nice no there was a lot of dodgy incidents this weekend yeah, I mean, they were speaking to Paul Neal in the studio after I think <laughs> that many incidents yeah. and he just wasn't happy with the driving stand yeah. which is understandable given what had happened that weekend mm. Yeah, that there was so many daft crashes that didn't need to happen yeah bad timing championship points do you want to have a look at that because I think it's fascinating well I think the most important thing is that uh, Sam Smelt finished 18th oh sorry <laughs> yeah how can I forget uh, yeah, <laughs> I almost forgot. So, <laughs> as Sutton leads on one two six, Ingram second one two one, and then behind them is when it kind of gets interesting because a bunch of cars have come back into it. Look who's in third. Robot, Robot yeah. third on one one four. Hill's still hanging about one o three. Anna Morgan's managed to jump up Paul's on to that. fifth. Top BMW. Yeah. Anna Morgan. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that mental? Yeah. So he's in 100. Chedden, who I thought was out of it after the last round. Yeah. yeah. Nothing was going right. Double podium this week in 97. Kush, 95. Kush? Cook, 95. <laughs> We're struggling with that name. Yeah. We can't say that name. <laughs> Butcher, 94. Although he's got a big repair job mm. now. And Turkington, 89. Mm. Which it was just a weekend to forget for him. It was. Now... Nothing went right. P9, but 37 points behind is not the end of the world. If you're within 40 points with two rounds left, yeah. you're still in shot with a championship. I think that's the golden rule I've always said for some reason. And next round is Knock Hill, which should, should help the rear-wheel drive traction out the hairpin. Yeah. And you'll be going in there with hardly any weight in comparison to the other rear-wheel drive cars of Morgan and Sub. So... This is the fight back. I think you're going to go there, Colin, and go, come on, Shedden, come on, Butcher, and it might be Turkington with the, with the chocolates. <laughs> Didn't Butcher have a horrible knock kill last year? Yeah. Wasn't he kept spinning and hitting people every single race? <laughs> well, not sure. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. He didn't have a good season yeah. in general. No. Shedden's not on huge weight either for P6, mm-hmm. is he really? So he could no. still do something. He hasn't, he hasn't really done well. And uh, not kill, as you say, it's always race three wings, his son mm-hmm. and Duckington and things like that. Yeah. And at one point during the this weekend's races, there was three Scots in the top six. I noticed and that'd be quite wow. quite good for Knock Hill if they can repeat that. Yeah. Need mm. a Moffat. Yeah. Yeah, Moffat. Oh yeah, Moffat could be a silent shout for some good qualifying. Mm. There. I don't know what a silent shout is, but there you go. <laughs> a whisper. It's just opening uh, your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what is, does Gordon run the track there? This is his wife. Yeah. His wife. Julian, is it? Mm hmm. And well. Rory. Rory Butcher, is he, isn't he an instructor there or something along those lines? Something. It's all a bit incestuous, but. <laughs> <laughs> Julian is the MD, I think, or CEO. Hmm. Yeah, but, but Rory Butcher and Gordon have worked there either now or in the past. Yeah, um, I will not be squeezing myself into my Halford Honda 
uh, jacket. <laughs> no, because it does not fit uh, at all. Okay. Unfortunately, but I will be supporting uh, Shedding at this one as always. Yeah. Uh, oh, we can't leave without picking out my favourite moment of the weekend. Oh. Uh, which is when uh, the camera decided to show uh, a boy with a oh yes models and horses. <laughs> cardboard cut out van uh, called Del Boy who spotted himself in the camera uh, bent down and he picked up a blow up sex doll <laughs> which Paul O'Neill <laughs> just exclaimed no <laughs> of the TV courtroom for the to cut away which I thought was just peak Britain yeah. that is exactly what well, we we're good at now, so we're yeah. crazy <laughs> exactly so that is yeah that was perfect that summed up the British touring car for me there. they must have had a TV display nearby showing that feed yeah yeah, which is kind of it's not a common thing really at British Touring Cars. They normally have one or two screens, so that's cool. A shout out to Chris Chris Pratt who was there, who we know. Hope he had a good time. Mm. I know he was watching Cascades on a Saturday. I don't know if he was there for the full weekend or what. But I've always wanted to go to Alton. Didn't do it this year, but maybe next year. Eh? Oh, there was also one bit of news that I wanted to point out. I don't know if you heard about it about Accelerate. Um, oh, I did. Evaluating I fascinating whether to run a Hyundai engine for the next few seasons developed by Swindon who have of all people yeah. Swindon yeah because they do the Toker engine until the end of this next season year. yeah and then M Sport take over M Sport take over yeah I was watching some um during the Safari rally WRC slight tangent uh the Dirtfish rally which is a website that covers rally news were in the M Sport base reporting from there I did notice in the background the BTCC hybrid prototype was lurking in the M Sport mm. workshop yeah. And I was like, ah, they've got a private test track up there, so I bet they've been cutting laps with the new engine. But yeah, it's weird how Swindon are, doing, are potentially doing a Hyundai engine. Yes. But if you look across the history, the annals of history of the MGTC era, I think I'm correct in saying that only one driver's ever won it with the Tocker engine, which is Sutton last year. <sighs> Everything else has been with a custom Possibly, Honda BMW engine. Because... Halford's always run Neil Brown engines, wasn't it? Correct, and it's based on a Honda engine block. Mm. Uh, BMW has a BMW engine. They've gone through two generations of that. Mm. Subaru, when Sutton won it, was a boxer engine. Yeah. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel that the first boxer engines in the Subaru, which was kind of a disastrous year, were also developed by Swindon. I think so, yeah. And there was controversy about power between that and the... Yeah. Um, Tucker one and blah, 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 blah. And then I think they switched engine developer to mount you yes that rings a bell yeah so uh, let's hope Swindon do a good job with the Hyundai engine but I think it's a good thing it shows commitment well, that they want to it depends because uh, they persevere. they haven't said whether they will do it they're evaluating yeah. whether it's worth doing yeah but it's, which to me could be a right Hyundai yeah do you want to give us some money that's what we'll it was out. being touted as it's, they're trying to get it as a manufacturer entry yeah yeah That'll, that'll be the, the, the mm. politics behind that, I think. Which, of all the brands at the minute, Hyundai is investing in the performance road car division. Yeah. Uh, so it would it would be logical. It would make sense. The only weird thing is you can't get the hybrid. You can't get a hybrid N at the minute. Um, but yeah, mm. I hope it, I hope they pull it off. Yeah, because Tom Ingram's livery launch was in a Hyundai dealer as well, and I was like, oh, yeah, they're trying. It was wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. We just went. On, I went on off a rant there about engines. And Colin was just sat there smiling, going, "I need to do some work and go to bed." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm uh, I'm just out of pipe myself and not kill. 
reading up on it. Ah, oh, okay. Get myself ready. It does not announce the time delay, so I don't know what the support is. Ah, right. That's what I was trying to find, but uh, they've not announced what will be happening then. It's normally about what, 11 o'clock in the morning, during car starts on Sunday. Usually, yeah. It, it can oh, be a bit earlier like depending on the tracks. Yeah. Yeah, well, so that's in five. I mean, there's nothing in five. <laughs> nothing, nothing worth seeing or talking about anyway, so. I'd be masking up and put my hazmat suit on to cross the water. <laughs> Dangerous place. What's worth, worse, uh, Fife or Cumbernauld? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my God. Given I'm from Falkirk, the, there's a dislike of Fife. Is there? And specifically, <laughs> one place in Fife. Um, Cumbernauld is just hideous. It's the worst place. I think it was voted like the worst place in Britain like five times. Oh right. Like the ugliest place. What's it called? From the <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Cumbernauld. <laughs> Just a uh, Google uh, Cumbernauld City Centre and it's got one of the maddest uh, building designs you'll ever see. <laughs> oh right. I think it's just the, the old shopping centre. Uh, it's literally the ugliest thing. I'll have to take your word for it. I'll Google it after the podcast. Oh, that's bizarre. But yeah. Scotland's a lovely place you should visit. <laughs> it is. I've been. And it's amazing. And I love it. But I've never Just been to Cumbernauld or Fife. You've been to Fife. You've been to Kirkcaldy. Not Kirkcaldy. Not Kill. Yeah. <laughs> I got so confused there. Yeah, I've been yeah. to Not Kill, but I've actually been to like Fife City Centre or whatever. If there is a city centre. Is it a town? City? Whatever. Uh, Fife. No, so it's different towns. Oh, and I Googled it. Kirkcaldy. And that building in Cumbernauld looks like some sort of I don't know, shipping? Yeah. Yeah, it's horrendous. Hideous. It's like the port at Hull or something. <laughs> yeah, I think it was knocked up in like the 70s. Um, oh dear. Yeah, not a nice place. I think that's probably the time to say goodbye as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. On, uh, on review of Scotland's architecture, <laughs> um, call me Falkirk and see the Kelpies. That's uh, end of mm. Yeah, I, I do need to go see those. Yeah. But yeah, on route to not kill next year. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as long as I survive the weekend, I'll be back from my visit from Fife in two weeks' time. Nice. Review that, and then three weeks' time we'll be back from Spa. Yeah. Oh, Orange Army enforced. Oh, better not say anything. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about that. But that, if Hamilton wins, the, the boos are going to be intense. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go, right? What do you think of the boo? Uncalled for? I uh, come from predominantly going to football in my life. Mm. I don't really think it's that bad. But Yeah, true. What I have noticed about going to motorsport over the years is motorsport crowds are fairly respectful yeah. crowds. We don't so it's say not something that normally happens. Um, if, you, if, you, if you go to British Touring Car Race and you get excited and stand, shout up and down, you're the only person doing it. So yeah. You, know, <laughs> you, know, you just sit yeah. there, don't you? I think yeah. it's quite good in a way. It shows the involvement, but it's especially with Hamilton it's the racial connotations from it that well you know yes there is that because of what happened at Silverstone mm. yeah and a Red Bull team member being fired yeah. during the week because oh, of oh yeah that's not so that I think that's what was happening in Hungary but yeah know, you know. you're just reminded of that are you yeah um, but yeah I don't oh, but have also it's boot- <sighs> yeah you're right I suppose it's good that Fans are impassionate about Formula One because it gives mm-hmm. something to talk about. 
it's an exciting year it adds to it i just think you and and some of the comments on the internet combined i think when they look back in 20 years they'll be just embarrassed yeah because you, you're potentially watching a master doing doing their thing there and it's just it, it, it won't it won't look history will not be kind to that behavior no no, because even when you look at Nico Rosberg getting booed at Silverstone all those years ago, yeah, those clips, you kind of see that now and you're like, Ugh. Yeah, it's not good. No. So, on that cheery note, we'll wrap yeah. up. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time in Knockhill, and then three weeks' time from Spa. Yeah. And then four weeks' time from Bruxen, I think, the Twin oh. Cars. So, mm. got, got a few weekends in a row in Motorsport, which is good. So, we'll see you in two weeks' time. Yep. Bye. Yeah. See ya. I'm off to bury my head in a dictionary. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>